Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm so nervous right now. I'm so nervous. This is weird. Oh my gosh. Is there ever a right way of coming back? You know, is there ever the perfect way to do this? I don't know. But hi, it's so good to see you again. This feels so nerve-wracking, but also so natural and fun and comfortable all at the same time. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome to the new little setup here. It's still a work in progress, I'm going to say, um, very timidly, but we have a neon sign, which does now mean that we are an official podcast. Watch me, eh? now watch me, eh? We're going to have to play around with it. I want to see like what actually looks the best when I'm on the computer. But uh, this was one of the things that I was waiting for as far as why it took me so long to come back. But first of all, before I get ahead of myself, hi, it is so nice to be finally sitting back down with you all. Welcome back to the Twisty Pod. If you are a new listener, welcome. It is so lovely to have you here. If you are a returning Twister, Twisty Pod listener, that's not a thing. Could be a thing. It's so lovely to see you again. To kind of give, like, I guess a little bit of background on where I've been, what life has been like, I think for the past six weeks, seven weeks, uh, I think most people probably say this, but the break was longer than I intended for a few reasons. But first and foremost, I decided that I really felt like I needed to take a break specifically from the podcast because there was a point that I felt like in my content where I was kind of dabbling in a lot of different directions in a good and a fun way, but I was feeling like I wasn't providing enough value to you as a listener that it was really bothering me. And I wanted to make sure as somebody who has a podcast, that I'm not just having a podcast to have a podcast. I wanted to make this fun. I want to make this something that you genuinely look forward to listening to, that you can gain something from. And of course, sometimes it will just be, you know, a a friend-to-friend conversation, but there needs to also be that little bit of benefit. And the whole reason that I started this podcast was to provide another platform, I suppose, where I could go into depth talking about things that I think should be debunked specifically in the health and fitness community. Or maybe it's just a little bit more of social commentary where we're taking things that maybe we've thought to believe is true all of our lives because society told us so. But in actuality, let's look at the science. Let's look at the facts. Or let's just talk it out friend to friend, older sister to sister, just kind of, you know, untwisting the twisted truth. So I want to make sure that at the end of the day, this is something that actually is helpful for you and not just me venting. And I felt like I wasn't doing a good job of being a host. So I kind of felt like what 
was appropriate at the time was to step back, reevaluate where I want this to go, what my goals are for you and, and what I want you to get out of this and how I can be a better podcaster for you in that sense. Then I guess from another perspective, I just kind of wanted to amp things up. I want to make it more valuable. I want to be able to ensure that this is the most, I just wanted to be like the most celebratory, most fun podcast you've ever listened to in your life. Like this is your, if this is your Monday morning motivation, or if this is something that you pop on every single Monday, or whenever you get a chance to listen or watch on the YouTube stream, then you're leaving this feeling like your absolute best self and that you have the brightest, most celebratory view of your whole life. Now, from a broader perspective, I I talked about this a little bit in a YouTube video that I made, so I apologize if I'm kind of regurgitating a lot of the same information. However, that's another reason why I love this podcast is that I have this ability to explain things in further depth oh my gosh, not debt. I don't want to be in debt. (laughs) Explain things in further depth than I can in a video format because frankly, maybe it's just not as interesting to watch as hopefully it is to listen to. But at the very start of my YouTube channel, when I first created my channel in October of 2019, I did it as something I was extraordinarily passionate about pursuing as a hobby. I was working eight to five. I was commuting to work. I would work on my channel and edit my videos on my way to work and on my way home from work. I'd film either at like midnight, one, two a.m. in the morning so I could have content to edit for the train ride or I would just uh, use up a lot of my weekend time. Essentially, what I'm describing is a very poor relationship to having good health. Like I wouldn't prioritize my sleep. I wasn't really prioritizing my health in general because all I was concerned about was putting my heart and soul into this channel. And it was something I didn't mind doing. Like I'm not saying this as a bad thing, but it definitely did not set a good precedent for me moving forward with my channel on how I should be, I guess, thinking about the work-life balance because this was never work to me. It was always a hobby. My my work was sitting at my desk, at my desk job. This was always my hobby for me. So in my eyes, I did it in my free time. Now, of course, when I was furloughed from my job and YouTube kind of took over in that position, what ended up happening for me was that I never unlearned those really horrible habits for myself. I continued to I don't want to say grind because I just feel like it's kind of cheesy, but it's true. I continued to just grind, grind, grind. I would work constantly and I'd stay up until the very wee hours of the morning, especially when I didn't have a job to wake up to, like a traditional going into work sort of thing. I would let myself just work on a video until 7 a.m. the next morning. And then my sleep schedule was totally bonkers. Like nothing, nothing made sense. But it was fine and it was fun and I was almost feeling rejuvenated by that fun, vibrant energy of just getting feedback from you all and and having this enjoyment of producing content that I've always been so, like I've dreamt about all of my life. So it it just felt like a dream come true. However, um, it took me far too long to realize that I I actually stealing this quote from Smokey Glow, who recently made a video also talking about why 
she took a break from YouTube. Her story is a lot more impactful than mine. I would highly suggest you giving it a watch if you're a fan of hers. Totally opened my eyes and gave me so much, so much respect for her and her vulnerability for opening up with that story. But essentially one thing that she was describing was when you're a content creator, as I am, you you often think, oh, I don't work a nine to five job anymore. But you kind of compromise working that nine to five job for almost working 24 seven. So it's not that you're having this Monday through Friday work schedule, work schedule anymore. Now you kind of work here and there all of the time. And that's essentially what I've done since October 2019, up until last month when I finally just had this, honestly, somewhat of a breakdown of sorts, because I was realizing on every single weekend, I would continue to work all of the time. I would work on any sort of vacation that I would take, even if it was just a staycation down the road or when I was actually away away from my home, I was working almost the entire time. There was no moment when I wasn't doing something for YouTube or the podcast or Instagram, TikTok, etc. And it just got to this point of when am I going to find this balance? Because clearly I had been failing at it for a very long time and it was starting to just wear away at me. And obviously you can see the problem here. Like I did that so, I did that for so long that it led me to a breakdown and it led me to taking a way too long of break from things that I absolutely love and adore doing like this podcast. So if you can take any advice from me, it's that don't follow my example, I suppose, first and foremost. Um, But also, I would say the best thing that we can do for ourselves is implementing actual real breaks where we are unplugging if that's what your job entails or we are shutting off our computers, our phones, or just walking away from whatever work projects, responsibilities that we have and truly like not think about them or touch them in any way during these rest times. And I mean, that's what I used to do when I didn't have my channel. I would go to work and I would come home and I would have actual time to be with my boyfriend and just watch TV. Like, for goodness sakes, I I just stopped watching television for the past two years. So it it took me a, a very bad scenario and it, and it took me to a darker place to realize that I cannot continue at this level anymore. So now I'm really trying to find a better system for myself where maybe it's every single Saturday. I don't even think, I don't even think about YouTube. I don't even think about the podcast because I need to separate my boundaries and I just need to have my personal life as my personal life and YouTube and podcasting and content creating as a different chapter and being completely okay with that. So That's kind of what I've spent the last few weeks working on in regards to the podcast, in addition to hopefully curating and um, producing some good content for you to come. I didn't want to call this season three because it feels too soon. Like I haven't been doing the podcast for that long, but season three felt a little bit more, I don't know, like it it feels like this is going to be a new phase for us in this podcast. It's not just going to be the same that we've seen beforehand. And I think there's a lot of great ideas that I've hopefully been 
excited to announce for you all um, a lot of great things that I I think that this is a new era in season three and calling it a third season seems much more applicable than just continuing on as we had before. So timeline wise, it doesn't really make sense, but we're rolling with it. Now to offer a bit more insight into what in the actual heck has been going on with my routine lately, because I feel like in some ways I've explained it very well and in other ways um, done a very, very bad job. But it does come very full circle, especially in regards to what I'm doing now with my fitness routine, which I do have a fun announcement to share with you at the very end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. But to make kind of a complicated situation, hopefully more concise, this is the long story short. In the middle of July, Keith started a new job. And when he first started his job, he was doing training during the quote unquote normal working hours, which would be about 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Now, we knew eventually that his schedule was going to be switched to a night shift. And when this first happened, I was like, great, awesome. You know, work is work. You got to pay your dues. You got to work your way up. Totally fine. We're going to be cool with it. And I really didn't think it was going to have much of an impact on me. And I would kind of talk about it with my family or my friends and people would ask me, like, do you think you're going to change to have a night shift schedule because I can, like I have that flexibility to change my schedule if I want to actually have a schedule as I just explained. Um, and I was like, no, I don't think so. Like that doesn't really seem like it makes sense to me. Why would I adapt to his? Like, I think we're going to be totally fine. The only thing I thought I was going to be concerned about, I remember was thinking of when I could film or I could record. Now, thankfully, Keith is a very heavy sleeper. So I could be recording this podcast with him in the next room over and he wouldn't even, he wouldn't move, not in the slightest. Um, So that is, that's fine if he is home. But I was a little bit more concerned about daylight hours and, you know, being respectful of him. Like, what if I want to record in the room, but he's sleeping in the room. Or if I just, I wanted the daylight, but we had to keep the blackout curtains in our whole apartment on. So whatever. Those are the only things that were kind of concerning me at first, but I wasn't, I wasn't too alarmed by it. But then the actual night shift starts to happen. And really and truly what ended up happening was Taylor not being okay with being alone by herself at night. Now, this is a problem I have faced my entire life, genuinely. Like, it's kind of a running joke, I would say, in my family. Like, even when I was living at home and I was a senior in high school, I would be too scared to stay home by myself. Like, I would have to, like, call my grandma, have her come sit with me or something, like, until everybody was home from work or whatever. It's sort of embarrassing and a little bit ridiculous, but it just comes from my biggest, darkest fear of essentially being murdered, you know, something of that sort. So uh, it wasn't the best scenario when I started to realize like, okay, Keith's not here anymore. I'm here by myself. I'm alone and it's nighttime and I just, I don't like this. So I would try and just power through and make ends meet as I had been doing beforehand. But then when it would come time for me to actually go to sleep at night, I couldn't sleep and I would just toss and turn all night long um, for days and days on end. And the only time I could actually fall asleep was when he finally got home, which would be pretty early in the morning, much past the time I needed to have been sleeping. 
So then, of course, I would fall asleep when he's finally home. I'd sleep for at least five or six hours. And then at that point, it's like one or two in the afternoon. And I'm already five or six hours behind my work day. Then I would get anxious that I was behind on all of my work. Then I would kind of freak out that I wasn't getting things done in time. What if I had emails I had to respond to by the end of the 5 p.m. workday? Then, you know, he would leave and the whole cycle would start over again. It just, I don't even know. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Like it just put me in this box where I felt so confused on what to do and I was so frustrated because obviously like it's not his fault in any way it is totally a me thing but I just I didn't know how to get past it I didn't know what to do so I figured you know what I just need to try like what if this night shift thing is okay for me too because then we're on the same schedule then our hours will will align a lot better which I'll I'll get to why that doesn't actually matter in a, in a second but I figured, you know what, if I'm staying up all night tossing and turning and I can't even sleep, why not just try to distract myself in those hours where I felt so anxious that I couldn't do, I I couldn't sleep. So instead I should try and actually get some work done. So that's what I tried to do next. And in all honesty, I think if I want to be successful with this night shift schedule on my own, I really need to to give it a fair shot. And I suppose that I did, you know, it it had been at least a good two to three weeks where I was really trying to get onto a night shift schedule myself. Um, I would essentially follow his sleeping hours or some, something of the sort. Like I'd go to bed maybe an hour or two before he'd get home. So I could kind of like settle down a bit because it takes me forever to fall asleep to begin with. And he's like out like a light, of course, (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I I would kind of have a sleeping schedule. I'd basically get started on my work day as soon as he leaves for work because the only time that we would see each other is that brief period between waking up and him leaving. Then I'd get started. I'd work as as long as I could while trying to fit in um, workouts and errands and things of that nature. But like I mentioned, I think you have to give it a really fair shot. And you also have to give yourself a lot of grace to understand that what I was trying to do was basically give my whole entire life a 180 flip. Like I was flipping my entire situation on its head and I was expecting myself to just thrive right off of the bat, which was setting myself up for failure from the start. However, I was also quickly realizing that there was so many things that I kind of take responsibility for in our family unit per se that I now didn't even have time to get done. Like think about the post office, for example. I'm constantly at the post office because I I have a PO box. I need to ship things. I need to receive things. Like whatever, you know, normal post office things. So I'm, I'm constantly having to go to the post office, but the post office closes at like four or five. So I wouldn't be ever be able to do any of those things until 
I don't even know, I guess some part of the weekend, but then I guess most of the time it's closed on the weekend or they've got weird hours on the weekend. They close at noon or something. Uh, even just regular errands um, that I would be, you know, nervous to try and do on my own late at night or just even going to the gym. Like that was a really, really hard one for me because I would I, I would try and figure out what was the best time of day for me to go. Like, first of all, I try my hardest, my absolute hardest to avoid the busy hours of the gym. You know, like the stereotypical 8 a.m.s, um, noon, like the lunch worker outers, or the basically the 4 to 7 p.m. rush when people are getting off of work and such. I try my best to avoid those at all costs because it's just, it's too crowded. I don't really enjoy like the COVIDness of it all to begin with. So I'd rather go when it's not busy first and foremost. But then I also have to think about when is my energy at its highest? When can I actually have a good workout because I'm feeling super energized? Is it at the start of my day, which is, I don't know, like 5 p.m.? Question mark? That falls between the, the crowded hour time. Is it at midnight? Well, that's just spooky as heck. Like there was times when I was going to the gym at two or three in the morning, quote unquote, after my workday was finished because that felt like the most applicable and just nothing was making sense. Like it was, it was weird. It was rough. And I also realized so many realizations between this break period. (laughs) I also realized that something I didn't realize was going to affect me. Take a shot every time I say realize. I didn't know how bothered I was going to be by the very thought or the actual reality of the fact that, yes, I was working a night shift and many Americans or people around the world work night shifts all the time. But what was the hardest thing for me was that I wasn't working a night shift in an office. I wasn't working a night shift with coworkers or with people around me. It was me and Reese, who doesn't really talk to me as much as I beg, um, in this four-walled room in my little office or in my apartment, basically from the minute I'd wake up to the minute I'd go to sleep and it would be on an endless cycle. So it felt like I was just in this groundhog day. And also I, I couldn't talk to anybody because there isn't anybody awake that I would need to contact at midnight, 1, 2 a.m. And so many, so many kind people have reached out to me like expressing that they're awake at times that I'm awake maybe you're international maybe you're on the east coast whatever it might be and I cannot tell you how helpful that is for me and how much that means to me that you would even extend yourself to me in that way especially when I was feeling so down and that that just shows like how impactful of this entire like little community is it means so much to me that you would take the time to even just extend yourself and reach out, connect with me in that way. So thank you so much if you didn't send me a message like that. And I truly, truly, truly appreciate that. But it was just like this overwhelming amount of loneliness that I couldn't really handle. And in the last week, I essentially decided that after like, what has this been? At least two months of trials, trials and errors. I I need to find like a bit of an an in-between. And first and foremost, I really need to work on being alone, specifically being alone at night. And that's not to say like I need to just totally conquer every fear I've had my entire life just in a short span of time. But 
I think it's going to be really, really helpful for everything, you know, like maybe therapy would help. Maybe just realizing like why I'm so scared or what I can do to get past that and actually be productive. So I've decided that it needs to be like kind of an in-between schedule. Maybe I I wake up around 10 a.m. instead of 2 p.m. and I go to bed at 2 a.m. instead of 6 a.m., something like that. And I think that's working out a lot better because there are a lot of things I can get done in that morning period for myself. Um, and then I can still be awake, vibrant, etc. when Keith is also awake before he leaves for work. And then if there's anything that I need to get done in the later half of the day, I can do so, um, which kind of gives like a nice break in between. So I don't know. I think that's going to be a little bit more successful for me. But the reason I'm sharing this so much, and I, like I said, I apologize if I'm being so repetitive and if you've already heard all of these stories numerous times, but I think it's really important to talk about because first of all, I had never met anybody who went through an experience like this. And if I did, I never heard their backstory. Like I I knew people who had roommates that worked night shift, for example, or people who who worked night shift maybe as a nurse or so, and they would work like three days and have four days off or or whatever. And I'd always just hear like that they worked night shift, but I never heard any more to maybe the toll it took on them or how much they they really didn't enjoy kind of being on this opposite side of their circadian rhythm or just their community, their family, their loved ones, and how how hard it can be. Or even just having a partner who works night shift and you're trying to figure out how to navigate your relationship during that time and not letting it put a strain on you or not letting um, your schedule eat into your your sleeping routine or your health and wellness habits. Because I mean, it's it's actually really not great for you to be fighting your circadian rhythm which, you know, is essentially like waking up and going to sleep with the sun, essentially, like we would in the olden days. Uh, so it was neat for me to, I I guess, explain this in a little bit more of a broadened audience or to a broadened audience, because I can't tell you how many people reached out to me expressing that they had a similar situation themselves. And that just goes to show that One, like any thought that we've ever thought, um, we're not alone in. And to have that solidarity uh, and to connect with people from around the world who maybe are sharing the exact same experience that you are puts me at such peace. And it truly allowed me to realize like things are going to get better. Um, one, don't put so much pressure on yourself to have this perfect organized routine overnight. Like it takes me weeks to get into a good routine and that's on a typical circadian rhythm schedule, you know? So how could I just expect myself to overcome one of my biggest fears in life, completely shift my sleeping schedule by a 180 twist and change up my working routine and deal with the podcast and the YouTube channel and creating content and blah, 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 you know? So it, it took a huge toll on my mental health. And that's why it just kind of came to this point of, I need to reestablish my priorities and figure out how I can be the best tailor that I can be. So I can give back as much as possible to all of you. And it wasn't like I was just like sitting back, like twiddling my thumbs for the past six weeks. Like I was working almost every single day in different ways and in different things like off of um, 
actually presenting myself on social media. Like there are other elements of my life that I do attend to. So it wasn't like I'm just sitting around like enjoying my time off. Um, So don't think that please in any way. But I do think it is vital, even if you're working a desk job to have, I'm going to say like at least an hour a day to yourself. Or if you can't do that, then it needs to be like a chunk of time every single week. So there aren't these periods of full mental breakdowns like I was having. Um, So in any way possible, like find how you can best set your boundaries for yourself. And if you feel like you're giving too much to your corporate job or to your YouTube audience or to your boss or to your family, to your friends in any way, like find a small way to give back to yourself. And I know that's so much easier said than done because so many people live such complex lives and have such complex schedules. But I really think that you can find joy and peace in any small activity that has you at the forefront. Maybe that means like you're reading a book every single night. Maybe you're taking a bath instead of a shower because it's a bit more relaxing. Maybe you're just listening to this podcast because it feels like you can chat with a friend, hopefully, on your way to work or whatever. But I went through that path of just never thinking about Taylor because I was constantly trying to please other people and it didn't work out well for me. So this is like my my mini little warning, I guess. <laughs> so as season three progresses, I've decided that I want to start incorporating a few segments on a little bit more of a regular basis to continue my goal of providing more value to you, making this a little bit more fun. And when there are these moments of Taylor ranting off or just kind of, you know, sharing things friend to friend. Um, There are also going to be those elements of fitness and health and wellness. And maybe it's a little bit more in depth where the full episode is dedicated to that. Maybe it's just a segment or two. Uh, But I am very much open to any of your feedback and suggestions. I think that's extremely helpful. And at the end of the day, this podcast is not for me, it's for you. So if you'd like, you can leave a comment on the YouTube video. I think that's probably the easiest way that I can see it. Or you can always leave. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Five-star review, of course, on Apple Podcasts, and you can leave any comments there as well. Um, But YouTube is probably going to be the easiest way for me to see it on a consistent basis. So I'm going to start this little segment off with a question of the week. And this one I think is actually pretty pertinent, especially to many of my viewers based on conversations that I've had in DMs and comment sections, etc. The question says, how can you avoid a strength training plateau when you can't increase the weight for progressive overload because you have limited equipment at home and you're not able to access a gym yet? This was something I felt like I had a really big problem with, especially in like the height of COVID when I could not find a single weight on sale anywhere. Like any sort of company that you think would normally sell dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, nothing was available. And if it was, it was outrageously priced. Like tell me why a pound of, I don't even know, whatever surface dumbbells are made of is so expensive. 
ridiculous, ridiculous. So I had a, a lot of trouble with this too. And a few things that helped me would be one, trying to increase the intensity of your workouts. So a simple way to do this would be to make sure that you're tracking your rest times in between your sets and then also in between every single workout or circuit that you do. So let's say you're going to be doing squats at home. You want to make sure that you have a timer going that says that maybe you have 90 seconds between every single set of your squats. Now, maybe if you don't have any weights to use, you could decrease that time by 10, 20 seconds or so, so that you're able to continually kind of push yourself in that way. Um, another thing that you could do would be to also change up your tempo. Now, this could be done either with... Um, eccentric movements. So let's say you're going to be doing squats. Again, the easiest thing that you could do is body weight or using whatever weight that you have. You want to lower yourself into your squat by the count of four. Sometimes you can do three, but I like to do four just to keep it safe. So you're going extraordinarily slow into your squat and then you kind of like superpower yourself back up. So you go super, super slow down into your position and then power yourself back to the top of your squat. This is kind of like a, a good way to wake up all of your muscles and really give them all that you have. It's also a good way to increase strength in that area, especially if you don't have um, more weights to use. Another thing that you could do if you have them would be adding some type of resistance to your movements. So again, using squats as an example, you could always put a um, resistance band around your legs so that you can kind of engage maybe a different muscle group a little bit further. That would be really particular with um, your your glutes, for example. I try to use a resistance band whenever I'm doing hip thrusts. And at the top of the movement, I will really, really squeeze. Um, and it really helps me engage those muscles, I feel like, on a much more intensified level than even if I didn't have as much weights as I was using. So at home, um, be very stern about just making sure you're not getting distracted by devices and such. I think that was my biggest, biggest problem, especially when I was doing so many home workouts. I would kind of like, let's say I was doing Caroline Gervin, for example, I'd be watching her video and sometimes I'd get like distracted watching her muscles just completely jump out of the screen at you, you know, and like you're all of a sudden realizing, oh, I should be doing this movement with her, but I've been staring at the screen for a second or maybe I took more rest than she did but also because she's way more fit than I am, you know? So give yourself rest in that respect um, and a little bit of grace, of course. But I I think I was definitely guilty of that and it took me a, a long time to admit to myself that maybe I was pulling out my phone when I shouldn't have or I was watching the screen. I wasn't following a better timer. I wasn't being more consistent in that sense. So progressive overload doesn't always have to be um, worrying about your weight. Of course, that can be super helpful, um, but you can also increase um, the amount of reps that you do um, if if that's something that you're, you're wanting to increase, like your endurance, for example. So don't get too um, down on yourself because these are like very strange times and the gyms will reopen, God willing. <laughs> Jerk. That's like a really sad thing to say that like we aren't even completely sure. Uh, the, the gyms will reopen. I'm going to say it very hopefully. So this is a temporary period of your life. And the fact that you're even doing home workouts is a huge accomplishment in and of itself. I definitely reached a breaking point. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like there was a point where I couldn't even 
think about doing another burpee in my living room or I was going to just, I don't know, pass away. I, I couldn't deal with it because I was just frustrated more so with the situation. You know, like I was obviously frustrated with being in my apartment and feeling so cooped up, but, uh, I tried to change up my workouts too. And that's another thing that you can do. Um, When it comes to training, you can often get really good bang for your buck when you're doing um, the exact same workouts actually week after week. It's a really good way to train your muscles and for them to actually learn what it is that you're doing to them, if that makes sense. Um, But if you're kind of bored of that, don't be afraid to try something different. Or maybe if you love a lot of different fitness creators, try uh, one week doing Caroline Gervin and another week doing Natasha Ocean. you know, like figure out uh, if there's a different system for you that's going to keep you more motivated. Because at the end of the day, the fact that you're doing an at-home workout right now and that you still have the motivation for that, to me, is very much astounding. <laughs> Lastly, my little wellness tip of the week before I reveal kind of my small little announcement. Um, my wellness tip of the week. This is my favorite thing in the world. And it brings me so much joy. I can't even say it without a big fat smile on my face. But first and foremost, fully embrace every single season of the year. I have always been a fall and a winter lover, more specifically a a holiday season lover, if we're going to be honest. But that's when I feel my best self. I've never felt the most tailor in the summertime, but that doesn't stop me from having a good time, you know? So the way that I try and kind of combat the seasonal blues or really just embracing the new season as it comes is redecorating my space or decorating it with seasonal decorations. I am whipping out all, I'm showing the camera, all of the fun holiday autumn vibes right now. And I'm so stinking excited. It gives me this renewed energy, even just kind of freshening up your space. Maybe it's a new candle. Maybe it's a new little pumpkin that you found at the grocery store, or you've got a full decked out pumpkin display. You went to Trader Joe's, you got all the fall items. That is my favorite way to feel ready for the new season, to feel a little bit more rejuvenated in my space. Uh, And if we're going to go like even more into like the seasonal depression mode, which is something that also kind of comes with autumn and winter for me, weirdly enough, even though it is my favorite times, you know, it just, it happens. We're not seeing as much sunlight and it's very natural for, for that to take a big toll on us. Uh, But I posted a video on my TikTok, which had so many helpful suggestions from you all, essentially asking what are your favorite and best ways that you combat that you combat, we love words, the seasonal blues. And there are so many, so many good suggestions on there. I highly suggest you going over and watching the video, checking it out. Um, Also following on TikTok if you haven't already. I never gave attention to TikTok when I should have. And that is the most embarrassing thing of my life. So here I am finally daily vlogging on TikTok and asking for your advice. But some of my favorite things that I'd love to share with you now um, would be one, adding more greenery into your home, into your apartment, et cetera. I went to the store and I still need to go to my local nursery, but I went to the store and I basically grabbed every single plant that called out my name. And now I have at least like five different plants all across my apartment. I went from zero to five, zero to a hundred real darn quick. And it's already giving me like a little sense of rejuvenation. Like I have these 
plants that I have to attend to. I have a little bit of purpose in that sense. It's really healthy and it's really, really beautiful, you know, to have some more life in your home. I also have no windows. So putting more greenery in my home or mirrors or just adding more light makes that feel less daunting to me. So we're going with the plants route right now. Um, You already know that I love my happy lamp. That's another great suggestion. If you don't already have one or if you don't take some sort of vitamin D supplement, that's a great route to go as well. Um, And then lastly, a lot of people were recommending journaling or having just a little bit more of like a to-do list, a schedule, something to look forward to every single day. And that gives you a real purpose and a real sense of accomplishment every single day, even when you don't want to get out of bed or you're just kind of feeling a little stuck, you know that you have something to look forward to and make it something that's enjoyable too. Like, yeah, you're going to have your work and those sorts of tasks, but maybe you're really looking forward to your morning walk with your cup of coffee. Sounds pretty beautiful to me. So those are my little wellness tips for the week. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I really wanted to make this a bit of like a shorter welcome back pod, kind of explaining what's been going on before we really jump into the heat of the content because there was a lot we had to catch up on this episode. So I apologize if it was a little um, repetitive, if you've already heard a lot of this information before, but it was important that I shared this with you, especially on this medium. That means so much to me. And I really think that everybody that listens to the podcast, I have the deepest, most genuine connection with. And I I say that so sincerely, but it it means a lot that you would want to listen or watch me uh, in an extended form like this. So I take it as a huge compliment, but I teased you long enough. So my little fun announcement is something that I'm extraordinarily looking forward to. And that is that I have hired a personal trainer for myself. Now, if you recall, I actually worked with a personal trainer for a full month back in November of 2020. I worked with Justina Aircole, who also has a YouTube channel. Uh, She's wonderful. She's like a very no BS type of trainer. And she offered to do a collaboration with me for our YouTube channels in November. And it was a really neat experience because she trained me like video format from my living room every single day, gave me nutritional advice, et cetera, et cetera. And it was a really great introduction to what personal training is like from a client's perspective. But as I'm getting closer and closer to taking my test to become a CPT myself, which that's a podcast for another day, (laughs) so many things to share. Um, I kind of realized that I wanted to learn a bit more of what a one-on-one coaching style is like, because I have come to the realization that I really think that might be something I would love to do and it could be something I could be really good at. So I wanted to learn like what, Reese, please be quiet. Thank you. Too busy shaking on a little booty in front of me. Move it, lady. I wanted to learn what a client to trainer relationship is like. I wanted to see how it feels for an extended period of time because this is a three-month minimum commitment. So it's really taking yourself and committing to doing something for an extended period of time. And also, I kind of felt like I maybe really needed it in a sense because I was feeling very lost, especially in regards to my nutrition. I wanted to make sure I was fueling my body well and properly and enough. And my trainer that I'm working with, and um, her name is Madeline Faith 
fitness. She and I have been like, quote unquote, Instagram friends for a really long time. So I knew that I wanted to to work with her because it was somebody that I felt comfortable with. But I I really appreciated her approach of accountability, especially because that's something I've always had a hard time with. Like I will set a goal for myself and then I kind of forget about the goal a few weeks in. But then also um, this idea that you're doing something for a very long time. You're having somebody that is constantly guiding you along and they're with you, providing real advice from a professional perspective. And lastly, I really, really appreciate that she's really big into reverse dieting. And that's something I've been wanting to experiment with for a while, which is essentially when maybe you've you've gone under a cut or maybe you've kind of hurt your metabolism after years of not giving your body enough nutrition. Maybe you've cut far too low for your body and you need to work your way back up. I have wanted to go into a reverse dieting schedule for myself for some time, but I never knew how to do it properly. So I figured the best way I can learn is to learn from somebody who knows more than myself. So that was kind of my motives behind wanting to work with Maddie. And I really just got started like two days ago. So I've decided that I will likely share maybe my afterthoughts in a YouTube video, but I really want to keep this very personal in a sense because it is so much about my life and so much of my fitness journey I share online and so much of even the workouts that I do aren't ones that I'm specifically picking out for me, but it's ones that maybe I'm following a routine of for a video, etc. However, I have decided that I want to share a lot of highlights and just how I'm feeling, etc. during my time with Maddie on the podcast. So that's something fun that we can look forward to together that will be exclusive here only on this platform because as I mentioned before, I I feel very comfortable and very vulnerable in this environment. So I feel very um, okay sharing what I have and haven't learned or maybe what my progress is like. And also if this is something that you've ever thought about, if you've ever wanted to work with a personal trainer, maybe I can be your guinea pig in a sense. Or maybe one day in the future, if you've ever wanted to work with me, then there, there's our sign. There we can do it together. Um, it's it, That would be a very long way down the line, I should say. I feel like it is a lot of work. But I, I think what I essentially love so much about it, I don't know why I said essentially. <laughs> Sometimes I notice I put in so many filler words. I don't want to point it out much more because then you'll only be able to notice it. But that's all I'll say. <laughs> I eh, <laughs> I miss that human connection and I had been doing a lot of interviews this past week or so uh, specifically for this podcast and what it made me recognize was how much I miss just talking to people one-on-one and feeling this deep very personal connection with people and I've missed that so sincerely since I've worked in a typical desk job. So having that opportunity, hopefully down the line to do some sort of one-on-one coaching and also to provide such a valuable role in somebody's life and their journey and their and holding like their health and fitness in your hand feels like the biggest honor in the world. And if I could ever reach that point in my life, I would peak, absolutely peak. <laughs> So 
like I said, um, I just wanted to have this as a little introductory welcome back sort of episode. So if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate it. I hope that you like the new setup. Um, like I mentioned, a, a little bit of a work in progress. We will see, but it's nice to have the video podcast up and running. Thank you so much for a thousand subscribers on here, by the way. So stinking cool. I didn't really know if this would be a successful thing or not. If you even liked watching on YouTube, um, if you don't, that's totally okay too. But even if you are listening or watching in any sense, I appreciate you. Um, let me know on the YouTube stream if you have any comments, feedback, segment suggestions, etc. I'm so looking forward to this season three, this new era. It's going to be absolutely spectacular and I have so many fun things in store for you all. And I thank you for your patience. Thank you for allowing me to just kind of come back with a renewed energy, work on a lot of things for you so that this can be the best podcast that you've ever listened to in your life. So Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed. Stay tuned for another episode next Monday where we will get a little bit untwisted, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. I'm going to go back to my mm, 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 mm. We love to see it. I love you all. I'll see you next week.